0: prepare to break the silence
1: i'll be out in the sunshine running beside
0: Well, this feels weird. Um, just typical. Everything is going wrong tonight. The internet's gone off. Brilliant. Everything's just going wrong. Everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. Typical, typical, typical. Um, this is strange. This is strange. Getting back to the old Burnley stuff. As you can see, we are still amidst a World Cup, um, which, you know, them behind that shoulder, definitely, definitely not them. Mirror oh, Mirror cameras, definitely not them ones. They're definitely not in it. However, they are, they are, and they take on France uh, this Saturday. How are we all? How are we all doing? As I say, we, we are back with the Burnley stuff already. Um, to be fair, I am looking forward to the fact that we are back to the domestic stuff. Um, who doesn't love a domestic? I mean, this house is full of them. Uh, that said, welcome back. Really appreciate all the love and support. Um we're bringing you another match preview today ahead of Sunday's clash when Burnley take on QPR at Loftus Road. And uh, I think the World Cup might have come at a good time for for uh, QPR and QPR fans. However, we do have a QPR fan joining us uh, who's had a little bit of trub- trouble with the camera um, and to be fair... What isn't going wrong tonight? Typical, just Virgin Media. Every time I go live at seven o'clock, it conks out. Don't know why. It better sort its shit out for now. That said, please, please, if you can, do show your support. We are currently live on Facebook, Twitch and on um, YouTube. So please join us on all three platforms. Or subscribe to the channel if you are new and click that notification bell if you want to be notified when we next go live please please do um, you can drop a like through Facebook you can drop a like on our YouTube page you can subscribe on YouTube follow us on Twitch and uh, Twitch and Facebook uh, but it's on YouTube where I could do it with you all Doing three we are back up and running hopefully it wouldn't surprise me if it does go again at some point but we are back up and running it's nice to see diddy dan back as well diddy dan is back in the building however you can find us on social media um there is a lot of places you can find us i'm a social whore bag. if you want to find us on socials look for turf Morehouse tv in all these places Without further ado, we have Connor in the hizzles. How are you doing, Connor?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank
0: you for having me on. No, no problem. Anytime, anytime. Um obviously a QPR supporter. Um let us know, you know, what since when did you start supporting QPR? A little bit about yourself and where people can uh, you know follow you and your and your socials.
1: Uh, I've been a QPR fan all of my life. Uh, pure, well, my dad really, and my, my granddad um, grew up in the area, or you know, I followed that on. And um, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm football crazy. Uh, I, I study football coaching and management. I am a qualified coach. I'm a qualified referee. I pretty much every single day of my week is surrounded by something football related. Um, which is a fantastic thing. I have so many great opportunities in, in the sport. Um, and with the socials, I'll be honest with you, I'm not one for socials. I just keep myself to myself. If I get invited on, I get invited on. It all started with Claude, really. I have got really, really close with Claude. Lovely man, God rest his soul. Um, and obviously I went on a few other channels. Um, but he actually gave me an opportunity when I was younger, um and to come on his channel many many times not just to speak QPR, but to speak football that's what he did best and uh we had we had some great times but yeah um yeah just football mad really I am no not wrong with that not wrong with that finger in a few pies by the looks of things
0: um <laughs> definitely and no no wonder the camera's not working when you're a referee how ironic oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah, ironic yeah, <laughs> um had the identity so you don't get pelters on the mask um <laughs> But no, it's, it's nice to have you on. I really do appreciate it. There is a link to your Twitter page in case anybody needs a QPR fan throughout the season. Um, I hope you don't mind that being in the oh, description. Oh, yes, of
1: course. Always up for a good old chat.
0: No problem. Thank you very much for that. So, yeah, please do go check out Connor. The link to his Twitter page is in the description of this video via YouTube. Um, so please check that out. Right, let's address the elephant in the room that we said off camera. Um. You had a manager, Michael Beale, came in, stepped down from being Gerrard's number two, joined you, mm. you know, did remarkably well. You know, you were firing your way up the table, in amongst it, you were top of the league at one point because of our result against Sheffield United. But, yeah. mm. um, you know, the the Wolves link came about, then he turned them away, screamed about loyalty, Five losses on the bounce, and uh, Scotland he went. I mean, what were your thoughts on it all?
1: Well, I mean, where do I start? Really, it was. I think when he first came in, I think a lot of QPR fans were excited. I was. Um, We were linked with him for a bit of time. Uh, There was a few others, you know, the usual people like Sean Dyche and all that. But we know we wanted to go down this young coach sort of pathway. We've got a lot of young players we want developing, so it sort of made sense and. Bill apparently is the next was next best thing since sliced bread. So um he was he was brought in and yeah, I think we we played okay. I don't I know we were top of the league at one point, but I felt we were quite lucky because we in that period we lost against Blackpool and drew against Rotherham in one week both at home. And I think yeah. that disguised a couple of the sort of um fantastic results we had. Um and then obviously you had the Wolves link come about. And I was I said to my mates, I said, I'm more concerned. Because I know, actually, around that time, Rangers were sort of a bit upset with their manager, and I know a lot of fans were calling for his head. So, and I said to my mates, I said, "I'd be more worried if Rangers came in than if Wolves did." And then, obviously, he turned Wolves down. He said what he said about I can't be the first man to jump the ship, and honest, I'm integral. I've told these young players to buy into what I want. Obviously, just over a month later, he leaves to Rangers, and it's interesting actually because about a week and a half after those comments. He actually went to watch a Rangers game with his entire coach and staff. Um and i I was amused at that actually when I saw that. Because I'm thinking to myself, well, you might drop yourself, you know, if you've got a bit of spare time. I completely understand, you know, your foot manager, but well, you bring your entire coach and staff. And the manager everyone, you know, everyone's calling for the manager's head, mm. you get a bit concerned. And there's a there's a bit of a something off about that. And then here we go, a week, well, a week ago, just over a week ago, Michael Bill's now the new Rangers manager. And I'm upset, I'm angry. Not the fact that he's left, but the comments that he said to lie to the fan base. And he actually, and it made me laugh because he had a con- he had a press conference at Rangers and he said, um, at that time, I was being honest and integral and all that. And I think to myself, that that isn't the point. You, you made a commitment to these young players and then you've ditched them just over a month after you say that. After a few results, don't go your way. You jump in at the first opportunity you can. And this is a manager, by the way, who believes in his potential, I believe in, in, in his potential, he will be like another Graham Potter. I can feel it. He, he's a good, young English coach, plays a really expansive way um, and he will get that top job in the end. But to go from the Championship, and it's not like we're in a bad position, we're sixth, seventh in the table. Yeah, yeah. You know, playing okay. Yes, we've had a few dodgy results before the World Cup, but you would hope, you know, after the World Cup, nice break, let's get back to it. Um, but no, he's, he took this opportunity straight away and fair play to him. I don't wish him the best because he lied to us. I don't like yeah. lies. But then also on the same token, no one's no one's bigger than the club. So if they want to go, they can go and I'll open a door and shut it for them. Um, and that's the mindset I think every club should have. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you've got Vincent company, I'm sure he'll be, I know he was already touted for the Belgium job already. Uh, yeah. People looking at that and... I think he's made a decision he won't go because it's too early for him and that's exactly what Mick Bill should have been saying and not jumping at the first opportunity so that's loyalty for you but we don't have that at our club unfortunately No um, it's
0: like I say it's a very bad sour subject to bring up but as you said off camera the anger just comes flying back yeah. um, but give us your thoughts on your season so far because we are fast approaching the uh, winter transfer window Um Probably, you know, OK, maybe just under halfway um, with the World Cup curtailing us. But how have you, what, what's what been your perception of QPR so far this season?
1: Um, I think you'll get a big split in the fan base when you ask that question, because I don't think a lot of people expect us to be there. I know we've had, we've been around this sort of position a few times, even last season, like the first half of last season, we were brilliant and we had all those injuries and we like derailed completely. Um, And it's been sort of a similar season. We build up this really big, you know, good run of form. And then we've had a few losses. We've had a few injuries in that time. Plays haven't particularly been playing too well. I think the manager's made a few wrong decisions in that time. Um, But if someone said to me, you'll be seventh pretty much midway through the season, I'd be like, yes, I will take that straight away because you're not out of it. Um, in terms of the playoffs. And I don't think we'll get automatic, no way. I think there's a lot stronger teams. I think there'll be teams in January above us who'll be doing a lot more business than we will. Um, and also then you also you get the uncertainty of players who are out of contract at the end of the season, such as Chris Willock. I think we might actually have an extension for one year on his contract. I'm not really sure on that. But again, you know, when you've got players who are playing really well, like Elias Chair as well, who's still with Morocco in the World Cup, you know, people will come knocking at your door. So that always has a bit of uncertainty. And now you've got a manager who left. You've got Ethan Laird, who we got from Man United on loan. Could be recalled to go and join Rangers, believe it or not. So <laughs> it's, that it's, yeah, wow. it's, it's one of those sort of, the next, apparently the new man in is going to be Neil Critchley. That's a, nearly a done deal. Um, personally, it's a cheap option. Um, he's also not loyal because he replaced Bill at Aston Villa, leaving Blackpool after he did a really, really good job at Blackpool, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, That's on them from and, a great out, didn't it? Yeah, and I think, again, he's a fantastic young coach. who's probably got a big future ahead of him, but he took a big opportunity and it backfired. And this is what I mean. It's, it's that taking those risks and gambles. Um, if he got manage, if you got offered the manager's job at Aston Villa, I might understand, but assistant coach, to leave Blackpool, I know it's obviously big golf in the clubs and whatever, but actually... Gerald ain't a particularly good manager or coach. Anyway, Bill was doing that. His coaching staff was doing that for him. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if we get him, it'll be okay. He's got experience, I suppose, with young players and, in the championship, probably more than what Bill had. Um, so, I wouldn't be upset, but I think there's better better candidates up there. But, I mean, the club just likes saving money any way they can. They, they're literally the pound land, the border pound land. <laughs> they, they, they don't... It would be nice if they upgraded to Morrison's, but they're not. They're just staying with the Poundland. So it's it's a shame, but yeah, it's the way it is, I suppose.
0: I mean, it, it's strange because obviously over the years, um, I'm going to take a few comments uh, after this question, but um, we've seen the highs and the lows of QPR recently. You know, in over the last probably what five or ten years, where you've had um, you had Tony Fernandez come in you know you've had all this bulk of money you've had some decent players playing at the club uh you had that heart of the premier league and then all of a sudden you know dropped to the championship and sort of stayed there um mm-hmm. you know which in a in a way is sort of sort of like a good thing because sometimes you can just go relegation relegation after having a fair bit of money to spend but What's your what's been your thoughts on it? I mean, in terms of the progression of the club, you know, Les Ferdinand coming in as a uh, director of football, you know, just little things like
1: that. How what
0: what's your thoughts on the internal things going on at the club?
1: Um, progression wise, in terms of financially, it's got a lot better. You see, you know, we sold a as for nearly 20 million and we paid nothing from it, came through our academy, things like that have been good. Um, we've slashed the wage bill entirely. We have got new young players into the team. So in terms of that, I have to give Leather's due. I think the frustration for the fans is, is that we ne- we haven't had an out-and-out out number nine really scoring 10-plus goals for quite a bit of time now. And we've had, you know, you've got Linden Dyke, Scotland's number nine, but he's so inconsistent. You've had Charlie Austin, he came back, it was great for the club, but he ain't guaranteed to get you over even a five-goal mark in his standards. And yeah. we've had to rely on other players to get us goals. And it's it's unfair, I was really. going to say, and, I think
0: you had Naki Wells on loan for us at one yeah, point. Yeah, and as well. actually,
1: Naki Wells, to be fair, he was superb because we had him under McLaren and then we got him back on another loan when Warbson came in. And then it was, he wanted to actually stay at QPR, but we weren't willing. excuse I think he turned back 29-30 at that point and the club yeah. weren't willing to pay £2 million from like from Burnley for him or whatever so he went to Bristol or see well, how, however the price was but he did want to stay at QBR and the owner told him that, but the owner said well sorry it's not, if you were five years younger we might have probably considered it but even still paying that oh, sort yeah. of money is a bit out of our price range really which is a shame because he loved the club we loved him and yeah he, he knew where the back of the net is would I stay as a 20 goal striker maybe five, six years ago yes yeah. um, not anymore in Huddersfield days he was superb Um but yeah, I mean it's that's probably been where we've been lacking really and we've it has been hard because when you've had when you're not allowed to spend a lot of money and you're getting I mean, a few years ago I think we signed like six loan players and then they go back to their club and you've got to start over again, you gotta start over again, it's that constant cycle. It's difficult for any manager to basically start with a new team. Even this season we made like, I don't even know, seven, eight, nine sign ins, and that's virtually a new squad.
0: Yeah, of course, I yes. mean,
1: some of them some of them are players for the future, mind you. So you can understand, you know, that, yeah. But still, with a new manager in a completely, virtually new squad, it's difficult. It's difficult for any manager. And we've had that for quite a, well, God knows how many seasons we've had that now where we've had to start over, start over again. This season, I think we've only got three players on loan. But even so, it's our probably the two best, well, one of the best players in our squad, Ethan Laird, who I talked to you about already, he might be going back in January anyway, so it's it's really frustrating. And you know, when I I was really really jealous of Burnley because I know when you came down, obviously I know you had a lot of change in the club, but the the players you're bringing in, and I know you went, you spent quite a deep good amount of money. And I'm thinking to myself, I only wish we had those sort that sort of money. And you know, you do get strange jealous because
0: a lot of people seem to think that we spent a lot, but we hadn't. Yeah. I mean, we we made in terms of. Like play a turnover. Obviously, when we came down, we knew we were going to have to sell because we had. I think there was something in place with a, a, a an amount of money we borrowed had to be paid back um, if we go down in full. Um, so we knew we had to make player sales. So the likes of Pope um, probably got a fee for Vegos going on loan to Pasikas. Obviously, Corne going. Um, you know. <laughs> Ben Me, Tarkowski, all, all leaving on uh, Dwight McNeil, etc. All these players that you've sort of mm. known and to be around Burnley Football Club for a long period of time, all of a sudden then shipped out. Uh, and we made what roughly 65, 70 million in player sales. And yet we've only spent probably just just under or just around 20 million. Mm. So I I know that sounds silly. When you say, oh, it's just about twenty million. Um yeah. but like, like in today's market, I suppose it's like peanuts, isn't it? That's pocket money in today's football. Um, you know, the players we picked up have been for a 1.5 euro. I think the highest player we paid for was something like four million. And... I mean,
1: for, for me, you even saying four million,
0: yeah. you
1: don't even have that transfer budget in no. general. Even three million, even two, two's pushing it. So it's like 20 million. I know it doesn't sound a lot lot to you, but when you've got a decent team already, you still got the Barnes, you still got Rodriguez. You know, you still. I won't, still I won't, really I won't say decent there. with Barnes.
0: I mean, he turned up against Blackburn, that's about it. And yeah, then...
1: okay, I suppose. But you still got Premier League players in there. Players who have been, yeah. been with you for quite a bit of time. And then you spend 20 million to add to that. And you and even a lot of clubs will be thinking, oh, God. And I know at the start of the season, it wasn't particular. I know you're getting a lot of draws and you're having a lot of possession. It was like, when are we going to get those wins? When are we going to get it over the line? and that's started to happen now and i think you you will run away with it i have no doubt i can't see you losing it's, when you when, when i watch burnley now and i've watched burnley the last few games i don't see them losing games of football and it's strange and, it's really strange cuz like we've gone from route one hoofball
0: to rolling it out at the back playing passes being patient with it and then striking when you you know when you feel like the chance is there it, it's sort of uh, so strange to watch. I mean, even when it, pre-season, I went to Shrewsbury pre-season, and the amount of, shall we say, the the older generation of Burnley support uh, that have seen us constantly just launch it for years upon years, mm. but all of a sudden see us playing expansive football, you wanted to see the look on some of their faces, like, what the heck is this? Um, but to us, you know, people around our age that are still sort of. You know, they've seen that route one stuff, but they've also seen how expansive football has become now. Mm. You know, for us to do it, it's almost like, whoa, and we're still in the first season of doing it and the success we're getting off it. It's a little, it is a little bit strange. It is a little bit strange, like I say, in comparison to, you know, what you were saying. You said under Bill, you were playing some, you know, good attacking football, you know. So what is it that sort of, well, I go back to these, I look back at the last three games, minus the Livingston win. Mm, yeah, uh, you know, what a win. Um, it's always good to come back with, come back and bounce back with a win, isn't it? Obviously, sorry to mention it again, but there was the 2-0 loss uh, away at Coventry, a 2-1 loss at home to Huddersfield and 1-0 at West Brom. I mean, three teams there that I think all three were in the relegation zone, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah they were. Um, so you know was that a big sucker punch for you as a supporter seeing that and was the did the world cup sort of come at the right time to regroup and and go again when when we come back
1: well the world cup came at a completely fantastic time i couldn't wait i wanted the players go to dubai go do whatever you don't normally do and take take drugs smoke whatever you want and come back for it. <laughs> i don't care what they honestly at that point but the results and this is this is really what i became frustrated with the excuses Michael Beale was making were similar to Mark Warburton's where, oh well, you know, um we you know, we just weren't fit enough today, or oh, it's taking a strain on the team or whatever. And then he had the decency against Coventry that final game of his tenure, he said, Oh well, it wasn't all bad. Rob Dickey had a shot on target. He's our centre back. He was our only shot on target. That's how that's how sterile the football got, whereas sidewards, sidewards, sidewards. Similar to Warburton where we would have 70% possession and we were just playing it around the back three. That isn't trying to win games of football. That's just, you just want to keep the ball. And, you know, and then then Michael Ball started to turn to stats a little bit. Oh, well, we had a lot of ball today, but... Yeah, but what are you doing with it? What are you telling the players to do with it? Because obviously they're not doing anything well, do you tell them just to pass it to each other and not go forward? I mean, what's the the plan here? What's the emphasis? And even so, I mean, the Huddersfield game, two set pieces we conceded there. It was just dreadful. Huddersfield, I mean, to be fair, I was expecting them to come there and do something because Carlos Corban, you get a new manager bounce, that happens. Um, And I I honestly think the second half of the season, they will be up there. I think they will push. It will be almost like that Nottingham Forest type revival, yeah. I think you'll see. Complete because They'll definitely spend in January 100% and they've got a good group there anyway. And Carlos Corberan, he's a very good manager, very jealous that West Brom got him. Um, so I'll, I'll watch out for them, definitely. It's just, it's just ridiculous, really, the excuses that were being made, especially the team that we had. I know injuries and we, you know, it's difficult because, uh, but there's no excuse because when, if you are playing Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, everyone else is doing it too. So there's no excuse to say stuff like that. And we don't have the biggest squad, but we've got players who can come in and make an impact. And, you know, I think Bill had his favourites, definitely. 100% he did. And he was very stubborn, very similar to Wilton, wouldn't change the way he's playing. And if you don't have a manager who's adaptable, and actually I lie, he did make a few changes at half-time against certain teams but he would never change formation. He would pretty much say the same thing after every game when we started to lose. And it felt to me, and apparently what's been said and released is that after the Wolves' interest came in, there'd been rumours in the club that he might be going to range anyway and the players had actually apparently just said, fuck this, I don't want to play for you anymore.
0: Ah, apparently. so that's why he hey. sort of has come out, made it out to the fans that, oh, loyalty's loyalty and loyalty, and I'm not going to the Prem, but already knew mm. where, his, uh, where he was putting his head.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the players player. apparently knew that as well. I mean, they're just rumours, but it does make sense because after that Wolves defeat, I think we only... Uh, after the Wolves defeat came in, we actually only won one game and that was against Wigan at home and we just lost or drew every game after that. So it does make sense. But, I mean, you, I, I don't like to look too much on the past now. And, I mean, I know... It, Neil Critchley, if he does take over, he obviously won't be there for Sunday. He might be in the crowd watching, which I probably expect him to do so. Um, but I have no um, no good feeling with our interim manager, Paul Hall, who's our, our BT manager. I think he's dreadful. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, if Burnley don't walk out of Loftus Road on Sunday with a 3-0 win, I'd be very surprised. Honestly, I just don't feel... I, the energy might be still there in the team, but obviously we we're missing chair. Dieng's just come back with Senegal. Um, I, I, I'm really, really concerned. And if we do get Critchley in, he doesn't have a lot of time for the players. We've had two weeks to get a manager in, and it's nearly yeah. the Burnley game, and we haven't. And the worst thing was in the statement that was released when Bill went, they actually had a shortlist already prepared if Bill had gone to wolves, who they'd interview or who they'd want to take over, so that. List has always been there. They knew Bill was most likely going to leave and they still left it so late. And that's probably one of my other frustrations and, and everyone else's frustration in the club. Why haven't we got someone in sooner? Especially quickly. If you really wanted him, he isn't in a job. He'd probably take yeah, yeah. the job 100%. Why is he not in that job much quicker? Why do we have to wait until tomorrow or two days or one day for the Burnley game or even after the Burnley game He's our new boss. Why couldn't you go him a week ago, at least set his stamp on the players. Even if we lost against Burnley, OK, I understand. Top of the league, new manager. But he can actually have a really good understanding of what, how his players are going to play for him, see how his ideas have adapted over a short space of time, and then go from there. But no, the club have wasted time once again, and we're back to square one. And it's getting to the point now where it's getting... Well, the Championship's a tight league anyway if you don't win a game and other teams do you could drop three four places very easily so yeah. that needs that needs to change we need to start picking up points you never know we might turn up on sunday and we might be breathing up in the first 10 minutes and it's the best game of my life i doubt it <laughs> as much as i want it you never know. I know how good burnley are i mean and we're really rubbish on sky as well honestly our record on sky is the worst so forget us even turning up um, it'll be three nil before the game's even started because sky's there. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, honestly, it's it's one of those. But you just got. I'm going to go in, smile on my face to the game on Saturday. Can't wait to see everyone because I've missed everyone for the last four weeks, however long it's been. And hopefully we get a result, but it's going to be a very tough game. Very very tough game.
0: Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's it's tough as the away side looking at it because. With it being on Sky, it got moved to Sunday, didn't it? And then it's, you know, one o'clock kickoff as well. So, you know, everyone and train delays and all that crap and carry on ahead of Christmas and stuff. It's just an absolute ache for the opposition. But that said, you know, you've got to play everyone twice and uh, it is what it is at the moment. Uh, Let's have a look at a couple of comments then. The Stream Elements bot is running. Nice one. Uh, Doug's (laughs) in the chat says, good evening, good evening to your fine self, Doug. My good lady is in upstairs watching the kids. She says, hey, and remember to give a thumbs up and give a sub if you're new here on the road to 1K. Yes, fingers crossed we will get there. Um, Luke says, evening, evening to your bad self. I hope you are well. The miss is saying hi to them both. Callum says, you're going to whoop them, lads." Well, (laughs) I hope so, but you never know. Um, Luke says, QPR should go for Sean Dash or someone of his stature for, for me. Um, You you wouldn't want him? No. Why not? I
1: I think with, with the players we've got, I think only one player, and that's Lyndon Dykes, would love his style of play. Unless he completely changes his style of play, I don't want him. I mean, then again, it's a really interesting thing because if you're playing badly but you're winning games, do you really care? But then I see football as an entertainment sport and I want to be entertained. And if I'm go into a match and you know, you're going to set up four four two and go long. Am I probably going to enjoy it? Probably not. But is it better than just passing around the back? Probably, is, because at least you're trying to get forward. So, but, I don't
0: know. But he's, he actually came out in an interview when he went and said, look, I don't want people to think I'm just this you know defensive manager when I'm not. He said, I, I can only do and work a tactic that I thought would work to the strengths of the players I
1: had. Mm, so I suppose, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: this not easy Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it, it would have been good to see him at least try to have done it once or twice. But there we go. Uh, Anthony's doing says, "Big up, Dan. Hope you're well, mate." Yeah, I'm not too bad, not too bad. Plodding on. Um, Anthony will be joining us at 9 p.m. tonight when we do our EFL predictions for the games Ooh. coming up this weekend, um, which is why I am going to stay stumped till nine o'clock regarding my scoreline for this one. Um, AFCB Fan TV says Bournemouth Burnley FA Cup stream. If I don't get tickets to go um, on the 7th of Jan, then um, yes, I will try and cover it. I will try and cover it uh, if I can uh, find one of those perfectly legal streams. Um, Mm. Nate, however, says, how's it going, Dan? It's it's still here. I'm still here, I suppose. Uh, It's not going too bad, but no, thank you for popping in there. Really appreciate it. And uh, Luke says Mark Warburton built the foundation at QPR for Bill to push on. Thing that makes me laugh. He rejects a wall. Said he was loyal. Rangers come, kisses his ass. Goals reminds me of Lampard. <laughs> well, it um, says Pope. Uh, well, love actually. Oh, that's, I must have. I must have mentioned him at that point. Um, <laughs> Troy, I'm going to say Troy, even though it says Troj, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll just say Troj because it's G. Uh, good luck, Burnley. Uh, do you want to buy Corny back? Um, why? I'll I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have him back the way we played, slot right into our system, but um, just because he's had a couple of injuries, trust me, when he's fully fit, you've got yourself a real player. Um Luke says, "Like this guy he mentioned our success last season. <laughs> he's a Forest fan.
1: He's Luke. Oh, uh, we, we both like. We both hate Derby. Then that's a good thing." <laughs> uh,
0: Naz is in. Hope you're well, Naz. Watching over on our Facebook channel. Simon's in. He says, "How do Dan? Um, hope you're all well. Everybody is well. Evening to your fan self. Naz is in as well on his YouTube channel. Says North Devon check in. Hope you are well. Henry's in." as well so hope you are well and um, let us let us know your predictions in the chat let us know what you think the game is going to be um and yeah like i said we will be covering the uh, game on sunday we will be doing a live watch along uh, so join us at 12:45 when we will be covering QPR versus Burnley and uh, like Like Connor said, he's not really looking forward to it um, with it being on Sky. We are also tomorrow evening going to be covering the Netherlands against Argentina. I would do the 3pm kickoff, but it's a Friday and I've got to get the kids from school. So, um, that said, do join us at 645 where we will be covering a watch along of that. And join us at 9 o'clock tonight as well. As I say, when we do the EFL Prediction Show. Um... Right then, uh, like you said in regards to the uh, table, still sat in sixth. You know, a point could put you as high as... I mean, three points can put you as high as fourth. Um, Looking at it, yes, you've drawn four, lost eight, but won nine. I mean, what have been some of the most noticeable games for you and memorable ones of this season?
1: Uh, the memorable ones... The Luton loss is something that I really get upset about um, because that result really just typified where we were. We had a we Luton had beaten us since like nineteen eighty two or something like that, and we've had such a good record against them, home and away. And then we just go there and get turned over. I think there's there a uh, well, it was a brilliant own goal from us. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It just we almost just walked it in for them. You um, know, just a catastrophe at the back. But apart from that, the best result was Watford away when we beat them. That win was just superb. I mean, to go there, I know... And it's still, I'm still surprised how Rob Edwards got sacked from Watford. I still don't understand that myself. I know he's at Luton now. Actually, and he's gone to join Luton as well. How's that to throw it back at Watford fans? But, well, <laughs> not even the fans. I think the fans are okay. It's just the, the owners and the board and stuff. Um, but that win away was was superb. I mean, our home form has been pretty dire and even Bill mentioned that. I know we had a win against Cardiff. We beat Cardiff and we beat Wigan the same week And but I mean, we've just been turned over too many times, too easily probably as well and we haven't had a win, which I thought except from the Watford game, that we really deserve to win um, and that's the thing. It's been a lot of frustration because we haven't maybe given what we can give. Um, but I know for a fact when the when Chair and Dykes and Willocks on it at that front three, it can be one of the best front threes in the championship. I can assure you. I know Dykes can always score. If you really watch him, and I know a lot of QPR fans that's this is probably the player we're most split over because his hold up play is some of the best you will ever see. Is he the way he lays it off the position, he reminds me sort of how Mourinho developed Harry Kane. Maybe converting yeah. him more into, yeah, deep dropping him far too deep. You see him now, He he's actually never really advanced. He's always dropping back now. It's exactly what Dykes does, but Dykes doesn't doesn't always score. Um, and I think he's only scored five goals this season, but he scored those five goals in three games cause he scored two doubles and then, like, one singular goal. Um, wow. I know, which is really weird. But he, he's a really, really good player. And it's a shame that he doesn't probably, I know he doesn't score, but get the recognition he deserves. And it's it hurts me because you'll see it one game, everyone's on his back. The next game, if he scores and whatever, oh, we love him. I want him to start next game. No, 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 I think it's going to be rosy. And it, people don't understand. Football's not like that. Play's not like that. And Dykes has had a lot of pressure on him because he is Scotland's number nine. He came here with a lot of expectation. The first season, he was rubbish. Second season, he got better um, when Austin sort of paired up with him. Uh, he was scoring goals left right right centre and actually setting them up as well. And in the season, it's, it's been difficult for him. I know he's had a couple of injury problems. Uh, having a new manager, he's missed a few sitters. He's probably missed about three open goals a season as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I know. It's really... It hurts me. And he's missed some of the it just easiest chances in general. Like he just scuffed his shot, and he's like about three yards out. I just think, oh my god! Like you want to get your fans back on your side, put those in the back of the net. Like that's why I (laughs) can't frustration. Um, But no, I mean when we're when we're on it, we're on it. I do think we, with the money that we spend, the players we have bought in, and we've got, we can match any team. We, I mean, we. I've seen that season against what against Sheffield United. I've seen that. We can even against Norwich away that nil nil. It sounds rubbish that result, but to go there, you know, midweek with about three four injuries to you know really valuable players and get a result like that, I was I was delighted. I know they hit the post last minute, like literally the last kick of the game. Um, but no, that those those sort of things it shows we've got something, and I think we're a lot better against obviously the good sides, but against the really bad sides we're dreadful. And I don't know why it happened. It's always been the case with us. Um, It'd be nice to see a bit of consistency, certainly. But I think, you know, hopefully with the break, Burnley has come. I'd rather play Burnley now than five weeks ago when we were dreadful. Even without a manager, I probably would still rather play Burnley now. Um, So, and maybe with our interim manager, he he might breathe a new bit of life into us. New ideas. I know he might only be there for one game. But you know what? I think the pressure's on Burnley. Certainly, I mean, I know there'd be a lot of speculation. Well, he's going to be our new manager, and I don't know Sky. We talked about that, but Burnley mm-hmm. want to keep that good run going. They want to stay top of the table. We're not really expected to be there, so why can't we just go and play carefree? And if we get ter- turned over, we get turned over. If we win, we win. If we draw, we draw. And that's that's how we should look at it on Sunday.
0: No, I mean, why not? Why not? Um. So let me. Create a little scenario for you. Um, I don't know. The interim manager goes down with the shits. Um, oh. Les Berdinand gives you a call and says, Look, I've heard about your pedigree, I've heard about all the f- pies you've got fingers in in terms of uh sport. I know <laughs> I you're looking for you your <laughs> you um, so He um, he he comes to you and says, Look, can you stand in? Can you just pick the, the starting 11? Sunday's game who would be in your starting 11
1: um Eng and goal it will be a back four Led. um Dickey I would say Clark Salter because I think there's pace in the front line of Burnley especially with Teller I'm really concerned about him does he play on the left or right by the way
0: uh, Teller, he sort of see. It's going to be interesting because obviously, Anna Sorori is still out there with Morocco as well as yeah, as well as chair. So um, whether Teller will move over to the left, normally he plays on the right side, and uh, Anna Sorori on the left.
1: Hmm. Well, we've got Kenneth Powell, who on on left back, who probably been the best business I've ever seen down at QPR for a long time. He's five foot six. We got him on a free transfer from PSE role, well. Whatever. He's a, he's a Dutch guy, but the oh, way yeah, he's yeah. adapted, the way he's adapted to the English game, I've never seen a man who will compete against some of the tallest players. You'll see him just drop into a centre back position, and you think you ain't going to win anything. But the amount <laughs> of headers he wins, and how physical he's got, plus the attacking attributes, he can cross the ball. He's fast. He, he's a bit more physical now. I mean that will be a good battle. Tell us on the left or right side against Laird or against Power. I think that'd be a really, really good battle, and I've watch out for that. Um, but yeah, I think in midfield it'll be in midfield. we will literally have Samfield. Um, he's played. I think he's played every game for us. He's been so vital. He's so underrated. He's a good player. Then I'll play Amos and Johansson. Um. And I play I play a four three three well, I don't know, could we we actually play a, four, a like a Christmas tree system under Bill. But I don't know whether the interim manager will keep that or not. I've but I've got a funny suspicion he'll go to like a it'll be like a four two three one maybe. And if that's the case, Willock will be on one side, uh Roberts will be on the other, Dykes will be up front, number ten. God knows who we're gonna put in there because Chair's not here. Um it might even he might even play a 4-4-2 and put Sinclair Armstrong in Dykes up top. Sinclair Armstrong, by the way, if you haven't heard of him, this young Irish talent who is the most I've never seen a nineteen year old as bulky and as physical and so fast as him. Honestly, he everyone calls him the beast. And it reminds me of Les Ferdinand, and I've been told stories about Les Ferdinand because Les Ferdinand got himself so physical like in the gym is that every time he started to run, he started to pick up injuries really easily. Wow. And that's what I do fear Fear for Armstrong. He's so physically built. Honestly, I've never seen physique like it in my life. He should be a bodybuilder. And he's so strong. That that will be a good battle. If it's Dykes and Armstrong up top, I think that will really give the Burnley backline a challenge. Plus, obviously, you've got someone like Chris Willock, who's well, he's one of the standout talents in the championship for sure. You can do anything when given space and time, and you know. So I'm, I am excited. I mean, it depends. Like I said, I don't know a lot about the interim manager because he does all the youth side of the game and whatever. But I reckon it might actually be a four-four-two. I reckon he might actually play that, um, and if he does, fantastic. Because I think four-four-two is as much that as it has its weaknesses, and everyone talks about it. Oh well, it's. That's from the 1980s. You shouldn't play that. I think we've got the players right now to play that sort of system. And I think we've still got players who are very creative in that system and we've got pace. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that would be my lineup. But to be honest, I don't care who who plays. I just hope they're up for it. You can play the entire youth squad. If they're up for it, play them. Um, That's sort of where I'm at at this point because I think with the new manager coming in, they need to start playing. I want to be starting for this club. I want to be the first name on the team sheet. Well, prove it. You've got an opportunity. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Sky cameras. New manager probably in the crowd. Show yourself off. You got nothing. You like I said, the pressure ain't on us. It's on Burnley, hundred percent. So have yeah, got do, nothing to do, lose. Do game. Yeah, and I sound like we're talking. I'm talking like a relegation side. I know we're not because I know we're <laughs> sitting the table, and, and it should be actually. While well, you're sitting the table, you should really be giving it a go, a go anyway. But even still, I think well. You know, no one no one put a stage. We every game now should just be go out and do your thing. Put yourself in a shop window. If a club comes in for you at the end of the season, Rangers will probably be in for three of our players in January anyway. <laughs> so I, I won't be surprised if that happens. Um but yeah, we should we should just completely go for it. And you know, it, it's it's a shame really, but that's my mindset right now, until we get a new manager in and I mean if it is Critchley, God forbid. But if you know, if he's the only one out there who wants the job, or we've approached and we really want him, then I've got to go for. It. Cause to be honest, they did get the Bill appointment right. I do think that was the yeah. right appointment. So I hope that they've done their research again, and then they're doing the same. Obviously, with, with Critchley, like I said, he is a cheap option because he hasn't got a club. I know Mark Robbins was really high on the short list, and I really like Mark Robbins. I, love, I think the job he's done at Coventry over the past few years has been superb. Especially with the situation they're under now, with their stadium and all of that, it might be the perfect time to jump jump ship like Bill and come to um, QPR. Um, so yeah, but I'm really really excited for Sunday. I'm, I'm oh, I sound excited. I'm scared and excited at the same time. And I think on Sunday I have butterflies in my stomach. But let's just go for it.
0: Can't beat a good nervous poo before a game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Henry says, hey, is there is someone to step in for QPR as interim manager until the board decide on the person to become manager?" Did you say it's Paul Hall?
1: Yeah, so he's our B team manager, and he's just he used to be the manager of Jamaica. I mean, I don't know how he how he's our <laughs> interim manager. But the issue is because Bill took the entire coaching staff with him, so it's yeah. not like we had like one of the coaches to take over. So we've literally had to just say, well you're the next one in line pretty much till someone comes in. So we haven't really had a choice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he speaks well. And it's funny, after the Livingston game, because he was in charge for that, he said, um, well, you know, we've got an honest group of lads here who don't want to jump ship, basically just taking the piss out of Mick Bill's comments. And everyone was saying, <laughs> right, put the contract down, let him sign it, he can have how much he wants. We want him, he's the man. At least he's being honest with us. Um, but, yeah, I mean... That was that did make me chuckle to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. Um does that does that make it deserve a contract? Probably not. Um but I mean it was it was funny. It definitely was. But yeah, I mean hopefully if he gets I mean, if he wins against Burnley, I mean why not give him a contract? This is one of the, he'd be our new oligonus ulsha, wouldn't he? One of those <laughs> yeah. in terms of <who> takeover. <laughs> no,
0: it well could be. Uh Ravi, I've got one thing to say to that comment. Says Burnley should be playing a different style under company. None of this long ball FC get more ball playing players. Watch us on Sunday. Watch us on Sunday. You're being for a shock with the way Burnley play now. We are not a
1: Blackburn fan, that definitely. Very, very <laughs> I think Ravi supports um, Leicester. Oh, God. I don't know if that's even worse or not.
0: <laughs> I'm sure Ravi's a Leicester fan. Um, I'm not sure. Comfort is it Leicester or Liverpool, Ravi? Either way, it's, it's one well, of the it's not two. Looking
1: good for Liverpool this season, is it really? No, no.
0: definitely not. <laughs> but honestly, watch us on Sunday, at one o'clock kickoff. Um, we are yeah, Liverpool thought it was, thought mm. it was. Um, but that said, yeah, we are playing expen- expan- expansive football. Um, mm. and we are doing things a little bit, a lot differently. Not a little, a lot differently to what it was in the dinosaur age of Sean Dash. Uh Simon mm. says, up Robbins, uh, goes to QPR, then we can get Giocarez in Jan. Giocares mentioned how important Robbins has been. He did, he did, and with all the stuff going on at Coventry at the moment, you'd have thought now was the time to try and pry him away, wouldn't you? Mm. It's, a, it's a it's a, tough one. Uh, Ravi says, I'm... Uh, I'm bigging you guys up. I'm saying, hopefully, you don't go back to the... old. Ah, right, okay, yeah. Um, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. Right, Connor, I want to play... I want to play a little game with you. It's... uh God. It's called This or That.
1: This no. what was
0: That. Don't worry, the voiceover work never took off. Um... <laughs> That said, uh, basically, I'm just going to mention two things. You're just going to have to tell me one, or basically which one you prefer out of the two, um, and you can only choose one. Um, so I'll start off nice and easy for you. Home games or away games?
1: Oh, <laughs> that isn't an easy one. Um, <laughs>
0: it's
1: got to be home games, definitely. Can't beat them. No, that's true. That's true. Uh,
0: Netflix or YouTube? Depends who you're chilling with.
1: Well, yeah, there is that. If you're on your own,
0: YouTube.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, well, there are some nice, you know, romantic movies on Netflix to get me crying and all that. Yes, I'll go Netflix on that one. (laughs) Netflix, happy days. Work hard or play hard? Depends what I'm playing with, really, to be honest. I, mean. Eey, I, like, oh, your oh, um, I like your thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Um I will go play hard.
0: Why not? Why not? Um right, let's let's throw a tough one in there. Um Ray Wilkins or Les Ferdinand?
1: Oh god. Oh, mm, this is it's like this
0: choosing is between hard. your mum and dad,
1: isn't it? <laughs> well, if will don't make me, Oh, I, I can pick one of those easily. <laughs> um, <Totally laughs> me too. Yeah, um, no, I will pick Ray Wilkins. I know Les Fernand's our top ever goal scorer, but Ray Wilkins, I mean, he's just everyone adored him, everyone did.
0: Yeah, fair shout.
1: Um, Facebook or Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Oh, it's more bitchy on there, and no, I love bitchy. <laughs> um, Clint Hill
0: or Sean Derry?
1: Oh, this is a brilliant one. Um, they are both well loved down at QPR. I just want to say both of them are well loved, but it's got to be Sean Derry, Sean, Sean Derry, my lord. Sean, Derry. Sean Derry. But no, yeah, but no, we, yeah, Sean Derry, real leader, gave everything. Uh.
0: I was going to... Uh, Eberice Eze or Adel Rap. Yeah. Uh, it,
1: this one's actually more straightforward. It's got to be Traps. That that season he had was probably one of the best individual ta- seasons anyone would ever have to get, I think, what, 20, 21 goals and 19 assists or whatever it was. That is just superb. What And the way he made it look easy, it wasn't just the goals and assists, the, what, he, what he could do with a ball. It was like watching Maradona. Honestly, he had that you know, that finesse about him, he was he was superb. Shame he became lazy, but and he, always, <laughs> he always was, even before Warnock turned him down, he was lazy, because Rednapp, I don't know if there's, there's a story um, Warnock actually said in a podcast, Rednapp said to him, how have you done that? with to, like, Honestly, he's the most laziest rubbish player I've ever seen. And then after, obviously, Warnock left, he became lazy, and he started stropping around the pitch, and it's a shame, really, because he had the potential to go so far, so far
0: no that's that's true. Don't worry. they get
1: easier. um yeah. cats or dogs dogs for me. I've got a dog. he's lovely, but he stinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh anthony says hi connor long time not oh, here anthony well. i haven't i haven't spoken to anthony since the Claude and the banston street back in the day we used to, the amount of innuendos oh my god i'm not even going to get started he's just in
0: bristolian accent Anthony, yeah, he's, he's, so he's the one who's joining us at nine. is joining at nine o'clock to he, do the he EFL, used to take so. the
1: mickey out of his missus on live he used to say oh, that he did it he did it on one
0: he did it on one he didn't even he, he thought he'd muted his camera he thought he'd muted his uh, muted his like thing, and we'd not gone live at the time. But he went right. I'm shutting the door now. I can smell you from here, and your fanny fucking stink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I remember him saying. Said, like what? Taking, what? Yeah, no, he started taking a mickey out of his misses, and he said it's like looking at a like a widescreen TV. That's how big she is. And I said, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> you're nice <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love him we love
0: him oh yeah. Puelante looking forward to chatting at uh, at 9pm um, if you could replace any current QPR player mm-hmm. with a Burnley player who would it be
1: I would take now, this is actually quite tough but who's that that Moroccan one he's oh, good
0: Anastororé
1: because I think he's young, he'll fit into what we, yeah. how we play, and I think him being Moroccan would share a good link up there potentially. He he's impressed me, especially more in the recent weeks as well. Before the World Cup, he, I mean, he's been popping up, a few more goals and stuff. He's a really talented player, really.
0: No, and who would you send the other way?
1: Uh, oh God, uh, I'll give you. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think, who's useless. Well, most of them are, <laughs> most of them are to be honest. But um, I was going to say I've
0: just you... I've just gone back to have a look at your last three results. Apart from Livingston, um, mm. I'll take just none take of them. Pick.
1: <laughs> well, do you know I'll give you Dykes? I mean, I love Dykes, but you can have him because we means actually wanted him under Dash. I think I think under Dash we wanted him at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I mean, anyone who played that sort of style of football wanted him because he could do what Dyke wanted, definitely.
0: And then I'm going to ask you, after I ask you the big question. All right. One that always ends up testing people. You can go from Connor to Connor the legend to Connor the ball bag within a matter of (laughs) seconds. I am the ball bag. (laughs) 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 That goes back to what you're playing with, doesn't it?
1: Uh, Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's a
0: good one. uh, Does pineapple belong on pizza?
1: Oh. Now it's funny. I will give you a little story here. Ooh. On Monday, this is literally Monday. I was at the FA, had a meeting at yeah. the FA with talking about safeguard and all that. And they ordered Domino's in for us. Now, they bought all selection of pizzas, and ham and pineapple was there. Now I was thinking to myself, if I get one, will people look at me in a different way? Now, I was genuinely thinking this, and I, I was like, well, I'll slip a piece on there, see what any, just to see if anyone says anything. And as soon as I sit down, is that ham and pineapple you got? I said, "Yeah." (laughs) He says, "You can't eat that." I said, "Why can't I eat that?" He says, "That's forbidden." I said, "Who says it's forbidden?" (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm Italian. Yeah, but this is a Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, but I'm Italian. (laughs) No, but this is a Hawaiian pizza. It's not an Italian pizza. I know pizza is normally Italian, but but in Hawaii they add this stuff to it. Oh, yeah, but it still ain't right. I said, have you had it? He said, no. I said, well, exactly. And I ate it very happily. So it, that solves the riddle for you. It does. Anthony says it there. Connor loves pineapple on a pizza. Uh, that That is a naughty one. I know what you're trying to do there, mate. I know <laughs> what you're trying to do. Who Anthony do you you has are? told me because
0: I... Uh, when were it? Were at, I, think at some, I think it was like 300 subscribers or something I did. I did like the one chip challenge. Mm. Uh, I did that Then at something like I think at 500 I did um Like the I'm a celebrity Set that you can get So you like et Bugs and stuff Oh yeah oh, god. Um. So I did that For some reason That horrible mm. Anthony says at 1k I need to go and stand outside Ewood Park In my Burnley shirt Eating a Ham and, a ham and pineapple pizza Outside the Jack Walker statue
1: Oh, you'll get slaughtered!
0: The last Absolutely. time I went, the last time I was wearing anything Burnley around, um, Ewood Park was when I was younger. I'd just been there to do a college course, mm. and me and my mate were just like kicking ball about outside. Of, funnily enough, remember the uh, Blackburn fan, that super fan at the time. I think he's passed away now, but Birdie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was we literally kicking a ball outside his house, and he's he looked out at window and said, um what you, Dingle, see you next Tuesday is doing outside here. Hmm. And I went, it's a, bloody hell, you opened that quind- uh, window quick, didn't you, with that extra finger of yours? Anyhow, yeah, <laughs> win- he shut window and he was he giggling. Anyway, my mates kicked both past me, so I've gone to get it. This bloke's nearly run me over. Yeah. And when I've looked up, he's wound his window down and said, you inbred fuck, and drove off. And it's only yeah. at first, like, when I clicked and looked, it was Matt Derbyshire. Oh, God. And I'm just like, right. So, Blackburn's biggest fans giving me shit from his front, front room window. And now, Matt Darbish has just nearly run me over and called me an inbred. Thanks. <laughs> you know, really appreciate it. So, yeah, I, th- I think I will be getting a, probably a lot of hate if I do do that. But it should be fun. Should be fun. I'm
1: just going to say if anyone wants to come at me for eating um, pineapple on pizza, some people are willing to put their sausage in tuna. And I ain't going to say what I mean by that.
0: <laughs> so, if
1: you want to start going down that direction, yeah, just be just you worry about what you do. That'd be my concern, yeah. That's
0: true, it's true. The missus says she she agrees, she agrees. Uh, Emma says, Can I ask you a question? Would you drink a pineapple tequila and shot of vodka down? No, if it's alcohol, yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I couldn't give a shit if it's alcohol, but if, if you gave it to me woods. by the time I'm already pissed, I wouldn't even care. Yeah, there's a best shot. Although in there, Sam... I draw the line at Sambuca. I can't stand the oh, stuff. I love
1: Sambuca. Oh god.
0: Yeah. I remember I did a shot once and it went down and Marisa goes, Are you alright? I went, Yeah. And she went, Good, because there's another one coming. And they were just being passed down. And I got the second one and I went, and I thought, this ain't going down. I can't swallow it. So I went, I'm going to look. So I ended up going to the toilet and just but um the first one I could stomach, the second one, not so much. Um Luke says, "Kate, I can just imagine every time you have a pan of pizza, Dan just starves himself, and she does hardly have him." Ish. Decontamination in the oven. Um, but Anthony says, "Yeah, it's lovely." Um, speaking of pizza, we do a pizza dog. It's just as bad. Yeah, weird. Uh, Anthony says, Connor you ball bag pineapple belongs on a pizza as they say <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly 20. on that bombshell you ball bag uh, <laughs> oh, charming um really really do appreciate you uh, coming on I do have one final question, but it's not in regards to obviously uh the that um that disgusting question I asked last, but <laughs> your scoreline for Sunday. How do you think it's going to go?
1: Well, my heart and my head are saying two different things. I'm sure you get this all the time. My head saying a 2-1 Burnley win, but my heart, which bleeds blue and white, is saying a 1-0 QPR win, which is very optimistic because keeping a clean sheet down at Loftus Road is a very rare thing. There's more chance <laughs> of me winning the lottery. So that being said, you never know, but I live in hope.
0: Well, you never know. You never know. Uh Aiden says, I'm guessing you want us to beat Sheffield United, but I'm telling you now we're gonna lose 7 0. Uh, by the way, didn't we beat QPR two one? I mean oh uh, Aiden, I think he's a Huddersfield fan, so.
1: Oh, Huddersfield, their manager, he's why does he speak about five different languages? Have you noticed have you seen his accent? Yeah. He's like Scottish he's Spanish. German
0: what German he's honestly it's weird his accent isn't it
1: it's proper dodgy that ain't right
0: no it's not no i mean i've heard P, i've heard people speak weird after having a stroke and stuff but that <laughs> is something else that is definitely yeah. something else uh, afcb fan tv says 1-1 half time fa cup i'm getting, is this some fa cup games on right now or something
1: really you know, why is it yeah, but why is Bournemouth playing that's why right, the third round
0: yeah, I thought they would be. Uh, what am I doing here? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I ain't got a clue. Let's have a look. Oh, my next line. And on a Thursday
1: good. night?
0: Let's have a look. Live score. Yes, I'm over for 18. Of course I am, you fool. Oh, Gillingham versus Dagenham and Redbridge. One oh, all. my
1: God, what a game guys close all the banks close all the shops put the TV on gilling them dragging them red bridges on guys come on <laughs> what a game Anthony's gone 2-2 oh I'll take gone that. for a Desmond will anything I'll take anything well
0: to be honest with you um Anthony I do I would would I take it first game back yeah I mean a point and on again, the road who wouldn't take yeah, a point on the point road, road yeah, yeah.
1: So I would take that.
0: I would definitely take that. Connor, you you've been an absolute gen. Really do appreciate it. Um again, thank you so much. Uh we will one time see that face that we didn't get to see on camera. I'm yeah, sure we'll see, on, we'll see it on we'll see on TV at some point times. as well. Um, dishing out yellows and reds to our teams. But thanks well, very much I just for your say, time.
1: Anthony actually has a photo of me on his one, I'm sure of it. He actually—he has does. it as
0: his porn wallpaper. Does Anthony? Oh yeah,
1: yeah I'm better looking than his missus, aren't I? So, you know, <laughs> don't
0: blame him. <laughs> what is he saying next door? Eh? Yeah. Well, that's what I can hear.
1: What's going on next door?
0: Oh, you don't want to know everything goes on next door. Love thy neighbour. <laughs> I love one side of the neighbour; the other side. I mean, if pineapple on pizza makes you a ball bag, then she is. Oh, she's something else. Um, <laughs> that said, I really appreciate it, Connor. Um, Thank you very much. Um, as I say, it really does mean a lot for you to give up your time. Um, so I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I'll be watching at nine o'clock as well, definitely. Cause people, I know some of these people in the chat as well because I haven't caught up with them in ages. So it'd be great to see everyone again. Definitely, definitely. Get yourself involved. We'll, uh, mm-hmm.
0: And I'll have to get you on for one as well, so you can get your predictions oh, in definitely, on yeah, that would be good fun. as well.
1: But getting me and Anthony on one stream is a bit, it might get reckless. So I want... Yeah, to...
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll separate it for, for now and then think, what could what could one person be with the other? Like, is it hell? Is it sort of, how could it mash? Um... It's all his fault, though. I blame him. <laughs> oh, it's always his fault. He, likes, he loves to get everyone in trouble um Uh but i say thank you very much this is available this will be available by the way on your podcast platforms or via google apple and spotify on all podcast streams um i will get that sorted out after the nine o'clock one so you should be able to listen to it if you think i've got a face for radio then you can hear it as of tomorrow morning i'll put tweet out saying it is live but thank you very much, everyone. Thanks again, Connor. Thanks, everyone, for their comments. Really do uh, appreciate uh, what everybody said, whether it's a loss or win. However, as I said, we will be back at nine o'clock. We will be covering the EFL predictions with that dirty Bristolian Anthony Herbert. <laughs> He'll be in giving us his predictions. Then tomorrow evening, we will be doing the live watch-along for The Deutsch. Versus, I say Deutsch, that's German, you dick. Um, <laughs> the Dutch against the Argy um in the quarterfinals. And then, yeah, get like sod the World Cup. Domestic football is back. And yeah. we will be bringing you a live watch along of the game on Sunday from 12.45. So be there. Last two comments coming through as well. Nate says, I don't know enough about Berlin to make a prediction. Trust me, we're gonna go through every championship team, every championship team, and it's just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. Uh Henry says thank you for the stream, I Really appreciate that as well, Henry. Um, and I'm oh. sure I will see you at nine o'clock. The missus says it's just a guessing game, there. It sure is. 6-0 Burnley. Yes.
1: Oh, well said. That's, that's nice, isn't
0: it? <laughs> Door on toes in the building. Hi and bye with one. Just I will say before we call it. Um Massive, massive, massive congratulations to yourself as well. He won. He's actually won. You know Mr. Beast, the YouTuber? Yeah. Dora's actually won uh, his 10 million subscriber diamond um, black. So oh, yeah. he's, I, I mean, I don't know how much it's going to be worth. I really don't. But just to even be on Mr. Beast's header when he's one of the most successful YouTubes on, YouTubers on YouTube, and mm. to have won that, um, is fair play, fair play. But hope you're well, mate. Congratulations on that win, and uh, thanks for keeping our place warm in the Premier League, anyway, being a Forest fan. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Anthony says, good stream. Luke says, uh, neither do I, mate. and I work for the bloody club. Uh, it is, it's madness, though. Madness absolute madness but enjoy it enjoy it and thanks for tuning in we will wrap this up as i say we'll be back in less than an hour when you can catch us getting every single prediction wrong especially me i'm always bottom um that said lack a bottom that's where it ends uh, and that's how this one is going to end thanks again connor take it easy everyone see you at nine o'clock and speak soon